0: not just m and due diligence, but also like uh, regulatory compliance, uh, GDPR reviews, LIBOR uh, reviews, those sorts of things are all a very common use cases for us now. Um, with CLM, what we're talking about is contract lifecycle management. So this refers to probably something closer to Olga's space. Um, which is where you are working through negotiating the contract, you, you're maybe starting off with a standard form, then, you're, then you have to go back and forth with other parties uh, in order to finally get uh, the language that you want. Maybe you have to get approvals. And then after signing, possibly managing all the obligations. And so there's different, um, different companies that focus on different parts of that, sometimes the whole stretch and sometimes uh, other parts. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, so Kira, we don't see ourselves as a CLM, uh, but we do, uh, where it makes sense, partner with CLM and and uh, companies that are in the CLM space uh, for that analysis piece. Um,
1: Olga, can you tell us how Parlay Pro uses AI to do CLM?
2: Yeah, I'll build on Steve. Steve, Steve gave a really great introduction to CLM and CRA. Um, I, I haven't used that term before, so I, I will go up Steve's definition. So Steve, no pressure. I hope that was the correct definition. Well, we might have made
0: a new <laughs> term just now, Olga, so let's just run with it. or <laughs> you yeah. can um, credit whoever asked the question. <laughs> you,
2: you get all the credit. You also take all the risk. Um, <laughs> I will support you on the journey. Um, it, my, my view is actually very similar to that of Steve and Steve articulated really well. You know, CL, CLM is really a process. It's, 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 the, it's the process of creating, negotiating, and managing collecting data, doing it in a a smart way, involving uh, all the stakeholders, making it transparent, collaborative, efficient, easy to use, delightful. And, and, you know, we we strive to be the system of record, uh, the system of engagement, and the system of delight throughout that whole life cycle of, 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 of a contract. Uh, we do uh, use uh, AI. We are not an AI company any more than we are an internet company or or electricity company. It, it, we do use various uh, technologies to help optimize CLM experience, and for that end, uh, we 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 use AI to 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 streamline creation, negotiation, and management, and creating digital assets and and putting data on it and, and make help you make more educated decisions. So that's where our efforts in CLM and this is we, we've kicked off this effort a little while ago. Uh, it's gonna mature and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna thrive in the next few years. Uh, we likewise like Steve described usually because the client uh, wants to have one, a process, but then two, actually go deep in intelligence and really understand what's in their contracts and combine with the tool that CLM gives to really make sense of all the data analytics, what's in your contract, make actionable insight, give you, give you opportunity to, to do with information, what makes sense in the context of your business. And that happens in every stage of CLM. It happens in creation, it happens in negotiation, it, has, it happens in management. Uh, we, uh, and we've worked with a number of clients who in addition to CLM procure a solution on AI. Um, sometimes uh, it is a, at a stage, meaning creation, negotiation and management. Sometimes you know, there's some AI solutions that are more industry specific. Uh, sometimes it's more industry specific. Um, and really what we see, and that happens a lot, m- much more to law firms than that in-house, but I think increasingly will be in-house, um, is that uh, those are two providers and it takes sophisticated uh, people to kind of implement. There's really two, two impediments. One is the cost of recurring CLM, and let's just call it CRA or AI solution that gives you in-depth, and the technology aspect. Uh, because at this point, to really make sure that those technologies work, uh, you really need to have a technology to help you connect APIs and, and, and really make it do what it's supposed to do in the context of your business. So at this point, it takes uh, a, a, you know, a lot of somewhat time and, 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 and resources to implement. But we, uh, when we work with law firms, because I think law firms understand the concept of, of technology stack, meaning to really provide good advice in say um, in contracts, you really need more than one solution. You really need the process and then you need sort of opportunity to provide insights that are industry specific or state specific or some other specific. Um, And many law firms with with whom we we work, um, they they work with uh, with, with both and they, they basically create what I call a bouquet that will work for them. They will, will work with us, they will work with Kira. Uh, we, we have been combined with Q and Kira um, by a few law firms. Um, and they will create the world, the bouquet, that pleases them. Um, what I predict is that over time, this uh, creation of a bouquet will be a whole lot more out of the box. Our CLM is, is uh, implementation is actually pretty quick and you know, pretty close to what you would call out of the box. But that hooking up to AI solution or any other solution that is specific and goes deep in your contract or whatever, your your litigation matters, that actually takes time, will take uh, professionals to do that. My prediction is that in the next three five years, uh, those will be much more automatic and easy, and uh, the cost will be hopefully um, a little bit more palatable, not just for big law firms and big legal departments, but for uh, for mid-sized companies as well.
1: Thank you, Olga. And and, um, I wanted to kind of flip the conversation now towards adoption. Uh, And then I want to talk about roadmap and the time that remains. And I I just wanted to share with you and the audience that as a law firm leader in a a large law firm, um, my challenge was, how do I get people to use the tools? Because frankly, uh, bodies, having enough bodies was not the challenge. Uh, It was getting them to be smarter and use those tools uh, systematically and have Processes and procedures. Now, flip flat, fast forward to the present. Uh, while I'm operating a small boutique law firm, I'm working with clients that really care about the efficiency and the cost and the accuracy of our work. And, and so, I need these this bouquet. And I love that analogy, uh, Olga, uh, of, of tools. And each of the three of you form part of my bouquet. Um, so thank you for being here, uh, but I, I, I'm actually looking for tools that actually solve the problems and I'm, I'm looking to get people trained and onboarded on the product and using them systematically again. And, and so I wanted to ask each of you, starting with Steve, you know, what is your best entry point to a customer? Is it the, the chief technology officer of a law firm? Is it, is it a, an actual lawyer? Is it, is it a CFO? You know, who is it that is your entree point into, into a customer?
0: Yeah, so uh, customer, I should say, we should start with who is your customer. (laughs) So we are, we are predominantly law firms, although we do have a number of of, uh, corporate legal departments and other uh, companies, but, um, but at a law firm, uh, you know, you know it's changed us so much over the last uh, five years, so it used to be that. Uh, There, you know, there's a small number of firms that had an innovation department and they were looking for tools and those were like the easy, uh, like discussions because they were wanted to try out new things, you know, Um, and that often sat within the CIO's office or the in the the IT or maybe it was in practice management. Um, Now, um, more and more firms are really expanding on practice management. Uh, They have CKOs, Chief Knowledge Officers. Um, who are often very, very interested um, in uh, what they can do to, you know, sort of change the workflows and approaches to the practice. But I have to tell you, Louis, um, partners. Partners are, who, are, who are innovators, who are thinking um, like you about different ways to, to organize um, are, are just my, my, are absolutely the, the best, you know. Um, and um, I really do uh, find that um, you know, that having someone who actually represents the client relationship that's going to benefit from the technology um, for a tool like ours is absolutely, you know, the the best kind of conversation to have. Of course, partners are busy too, <laughs> so it can be really challenging to uh, to do that. Um, but it, it, is, it is really, um, that, that's the entry point. And then I'll just quickly answer your uh, long-term adoption question. You may remember from your old firm, we had to send people, I think I and several others, to all these different offices around uh, the country and around the world uh, to raise awareness about the tool just to, so that lawyers would think to use it at that point in, in time. And that was really a requirement. Uh, but even when we did that, it was the partner who was the chair of the uh, USM&A practice uh, who said to everybody, hey, we want you to do it this way. This is going to become a part of the way we serve our clients.
1: Uh, Alex, tell me from your perspective, who is the avatar of your client and, and how do you uh, get in and then how do you land and expand in, in, in inside your target client? Amazing question. I would agree with Steve that um, uh, partners uh, and end users, attorneys and legal professionals are the change agents. So we should understand there are change agents and change um, uh, sponsors. So in our case, change agents are attorneys and uh, managing partners and uh, change sponsors are typically CFOs or CIOs, those people who are uh, interested in um, making things differently, more effective way. Uh, and there is important to understand that we actually using this to-